0: Lob Talk Radio. Watchmen on the Wall, Watchmen on the Wall. Hear ye, hear ye, all those that understand that we are living in the last days. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Watchmen on the Wall, end time, end time. Global Link Ministry around the world, telling the world, telling anybody I see. Telling my mama, my daddy, my sister, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the key to all our situations and the problems we're having today is not because of Christ, it's because of old Lucifer, Satan. This is Elder Bazaar coming to tell you let you know that the Word of God is true, the Word of God is everlasting, the Word of God cannot be changed, the Word of God is for the for the for the humanity of this present age, for the families. Of the earth, amen All nations and kingdoms and tongues and languages The word of God is strong The word of God cannot be changed So here we are In 2024 2024 A year of years A year that we will never forget A year that's going to Bring forth More enlightenment On the return Of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and coming to let you know not only that he's coming back again, but he is still saving. He's still saving. And he will be saving as long as God is reigning and as long as people understand that there is no other name, no other name given among men under heaven whereby men can be saved. Then Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the key. Jesus Christ is the answer. Let me tell you something. Get ready. Get ready. Because we are getting ready for a, whoo, economical collapse, a political collapse, and a originalist collapse. Getting ready to collapse. In fact, it's collapsing already. It's collapsing already. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get so bad that the world is going to answer for a question. Who is going to save us? Who is going to save us from this slaughter of Lucifer? Because Satan is out to destroy anything he can get a hold of. He ain't worried about who you are, what you are, where you're coming from, or where you're going. I'm here to tell you, man, if you haven't tried, Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, accepting him by repenting of your sins and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago. He suffered, he suffered, he suffered, he suffered, he suffered for my sins and your sins. And the Bible says no man can get to the Father unless, my Bible tells me, no man can get to the Father unless he come by Jesus Christ. For at that name every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you in the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in the compassion, and in the mercy, and in the goodness of God, he spared us another day to see. And we're going to talk about him tonight. We're going to talk about another Christ. Another Christ is on his way before Jesus Christ comes to this earth. He is called the Antichrist. He is called the Antichrist. We're going to talk about him. We're going to let you know where he came from, and we're going to let you know what he's planning to do and what he's doing now. He's getting ready. He's getting ready to what? Take control of the world. Take control of the world. He is working on it right now. But before we get into the Word, I do want to thank you for all those that's listening in, all those that's concerned about their souls, all those that's concerned about souls of other men. We must get ready because soon, and very soon, the rapture is going to occur. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know you've been hearing about it. People have been saying there's no rapture. Some say there's a pre-rapture. Some say there's a post-rapture. Some say there's a a mid-rapture. We're going to try to let you know tonight by the Word of God. Nothing about the Word of God. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not trying to to, uh, to scare you or anything. I'm just trying to give you the truth out of the Word of God, and there's no other way that I can give you the truth but coming from the Word of God. As we get ready to get into the Word tonight, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness that you have bestowed upon us, Lord, and Lord, As you use me tonight, Lord, use my lips to play through your Holy Spirit that I may speak your word and that somebody may listen. Somebody may get an understanding of what's getting ready to happen. We realize it's going to happen because you said it was going to happen. We realize that your word is true. Amen. Your spirit is powerful. You died on Adam's cross for us and you came back from the grave from your own power. You resurrected yourself. Now, I know other people don't understand that, but yourself. Self-existent God, your God the Father, your God the Son, and your God the Holy Ghost, all three in one. And we're praying in your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Let the church say amen. All right, all right, all right. We are here today to let you know that I'm still on the air. I would be on until the Lord take me off. I would be on trying to explain to men, women, boys, and girls, one thing that you need to do right now, one thing you need to do, you need to know. You need to make sure that you know Jesus Christ right now, not tomorrow, not today, now, not five minutes from now, now. You need to know who Jesus Christ is, and he is the Son of God. That means he is God Almighty, God Almighty The God that created the heavens and the earth and made everything therein. The God that sits in heaven and the God that knows all things. The God that can see all things. God can feel all things. He knows. He knows. He knows. There's nothing that he don't know. There's no surprise to him. And we're here to let you know you need to know him. You need to know that man, that man that walked the shores of Galilee, wrapped in swaddled clothes, born in Bethlehem of Judea. You need to know the man that turned the water to wine. Oh, you need to know him because he can change your life. He can change your life from darkness into the light. My, my, my. For he is the light of the world, and as long as he's in the world, he shall be. He is the light of the world. Praise God. Praise God. What are we going to talk about? But first, I want to explain to you what the true Christ done that the Antichrist are going to make an attempt to try to do <clears throat> what Jesus Christ done that no other man have done and no other man will do, and that is die for my sins and suffer for my sins. Put on the cross for my sins. Drop his head between the locks of the shoulder for my sins. Put in the grave for my sins. got up out the grave on the third day morning for my sins. Ascended up into heaven and coming back again, and this time he's coming back. And he's going to find those that are saved without sin. In other words, their soul is saved. Their soul is saved from sin. Not saying that you don't sin, but your soul is saved. And when Christ comes back, he's going to rapture your soul up. Not your body. Your body's going to be changed from mortal to immortality. And in a moment of a twinkling of eye, Christ is going to rapture the church. He's going to rapture. He's going to catch up to church. He's going to translate to church. He's going to change Uh, uh, this mortal body into immortality and then we can say it is written oh death where's your sting oh grave where's your victory for the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because Christ is coming Christ is coming and what he done 2,000 years ago still stands what did he do? he suffered I say Christ suffered he bled and died and gave his life for my life. He took my place on the cross. And, you know, if I could be nailed on the cross, it wouldn't do no good. If I could die, it still wouldn't do no good because sin cannot resurrect itself. I can't resurrect myself. If I would try to die and be nailed to a cross and die, I would go straight to hell. Straight to hell, because I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, did my mother conceive me. Every man born from Adam all the way down through 4,000 years, all the way down through 2,000 years, every child, every baby, every human being on this planet was born in sin. Born in sin, shaped in iniquity, did my mother conceive me. I can't save myself. I can't wash myself with water and soap and wash and powder and clean my I can't I take no kind of laxity and clean myself out. I can't clean my own soul. I can't make my own soul righteous. No, it is impossible. I can't do good works to save my soul. I can't do nothing to save my soul. My soul cannot be saved on my own. Somebody. Somebody more powerful than me. Somebody more Woo, holy than me. Woo, holy, 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 holy. The only one that is God Almighty, the holies of holies. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. He's holy. He have no sin at all. He can't commit sin. He is sinless when Christ came and was born without sin. And he became what? He became my sin offering. He became, woo. he died for my lying, my backbiting, my adultery. He died for that. He died for my homosexuality. He died for the liar. He died for the lesbianism. He died for the, the incest. He died. He died. Did he die? He died until the angels in heaven had to prune their wings. He died until hell had convulsions. He died until the moon was put out and the sun shook and the earthquake quaked. He died, and he went to hell and preach to those in prison for me. I could not go to hell and preach to the prisoners. I could not go to hell and preach to the demons and preach to the the, the patriarchs that died before. I couldn't do that. It was impossible for me to do that. I can't do it. You can't do it. No preacher can't do it. No evangelist can do it. No prophet can do it. Nobody could do what Jesus did. Why? Because Jesus Christ is more than men think he is. He's God. He's God Almighty, wrapped up in human flesh, seen of angels, justified by the Spirit, received up into glory, coming back with power and great glory. Coming back to do what? Coming back to get a church without a spot or wrinkle. My God, my God. I mean a spot without wrinkle, a spot without anything. Your soul can only be cleansed. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Your soul can only be sanctified by one way. The blood of Jesus Christ can only sanctify your soul. And you are justified by faith, sanctified by the Holy Ghost. God separates your soul, your spirit from sin, and you become a saint of God. You are set free. You are made free. You are no longer a sinner. My God, you are saint of God and when God looks at your soul, he don't see no sin at all. Why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ. By you accepting him, by by repenting of your sins and asking him personally. Personally. Call on the name of Jesus Christ and tell him to come into your life right now. You can do that right now. You don't have to have no minister. You don't have to have nobody, but you have to have faith in who? Jesus Christ, that he actually, literally, who realistically, suffered and died in the flesh, that by dying in the flesh, that he could be resurrected in the spirit with a new body, Whoo! and then shared his blood and paid the price. Whoo! What was the price? The price was death. He paid the price by dying, dying, and went to hell and preached for three days and three nights to set the captor free and got up on the third day morning with all power in heaven. Now, you know something. If he can do that, he can save you from whoremongering. mongering He can save you from lying. He can save you from stop being a church goer. Ooh, that's a church goal. You just go to church. Good you go to church, but you just going to church, and going to church cannot save you. It cannot redeem you. It cannot baptize you with the Holy Ghost. It cannot shed his blood for you. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the only one that ever did anything, anything that was capable enough of saving your soul, and that was, God himself gave up his son, his only son, his begotten son, the son himself. He said, I, he said, I, my father, are one. We are one of the same. We are God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. When he come back, he's coming back the son of God, God in flesh. He won't be in the flesh that he came the first time. he have a, a glorified body. And that glorified body will have no need for a blood system because his blood has already been shed on Calvary's cross. And his blood is open right now. His dear, loving, precious, royalty, blood, blood. It took blood for man to be redeemed in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, they used animals. Under Judaism, animals was used for an atonement for the sins of man by offering goats and turtle doves and lambs and bullocks and sheep for a sacrifice to sin. That was all right for about 3,000 years, but it was not good enough. It just wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough to save man eternally. It was not good enough to baptize men with the Holy Ghost. It wasn't good enough to seal you with the spirit of the blood of animals. But when Jesus Christ came down here as a slain lamb, his blood was able to seal you with the Holy Spirit unto, unto the day of redemption, meaning that when Christ comes into your life, he comes into your life permanently. Ooh, there ain't no in and out. There ain't no up and down. There ain't no sideways. There ain't no detour. When the Lord saves you, he will save you from sin, degradation, death, hell, and the grave forever. That's what Jesus Christ can do. That's what he is doing now. That's what he has done. For the last 2,000 years, souls are coming in every day. From 33, 34 A.D. all the way up to 2023, for Christ is saving soul until the last soul is in and then when the last soul's in and Bible prophecies come to the head and been fulfilled, God almighty will send his son and they will blow a trumpet and the trumpet will sound so loud that the dead in Christ. You hear what I said? Not the dead that go no, the dead that did just go to church, do good things, no unregenerated person will ever, ever ever, ever be caught up in the rapture. A never, an unsaved person will never be caught up in the rapture. The only one that's going to be caught up in the rapture, and you can read it in your Bible, your Bible will tell you exactly those are going to be caught up. He said, those that died in Christ Dying in Christ, meaning that Christ is in you and you in Christ. And when you die, if you die without Christ, if you die without Christ, if you die without Christ, you die without Christ your soul will be lifted and your wives will be lifted up in hell asking for forgiveness and it won't happen. Once you dead, you dead. Once you dead, your body, your spirit, your soul. And and your soul and spirit is separated from your body. Your body is in the grave, and your soul went to one place or the other. Either it went to paradise or it went to hell. Because there's two places you can go. You can go to heaven or you can go to hell. Majority of the world, listen to me now, the majority of the world population will go to hell. Well, Brother Bazaar, you got a lot of speech there to talk about. where do you see in the Bible where it says majority of the world will go to here Where at? Well, I would have to go to the book of Revelation for a few minutes just to pinpoint what I'm talking about. We will see, and we're going to get into this Antichrist and let you know where he at, what country he come from, how long he will rule and reign on the earth, what's his name, and <clears throat> what country, and what he's going to do when he gets here on the earth. coast. in fact, he's already here. He's just waiting for the proper time to come. I'm going to read you a few verses of the 13th chapter of Revelation that gives you a picture of the beast, the mark of the beast. And the Antichrist. The Antichrist is a man. He will become a beast. And Revelation describes exactly what kind of beast he will look like in the spiritual realm, not in the physical realm, because if you will see this beast away that Revelation thirteen describes it, you will you will run. You will run away. You will run away. Like never before, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't stand this beast that Revelation is describing in the thirteenth chapter. Now, this is the Antichrist under disguise, and the Antichrist will come under disguise in the sixth chapter of Revelation. He comes on a white horse. As he comes on a white horse, he will be amazed. The world will be amazed how well he looks and how handsome he is, and how. Uh, 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 he he's a he would be a great orator He would be a great political leader He would be a great religious leader He would be a, a great financial leader He will look good to the world But Revelation 13 describes him As he looked behind The dark side of it What he really looked like And what he really would do Here's what he said John the Revelator said I stood upon the sands of the sea I stood upon the sands of the sea represent humanity. Humanity represents by the sands of the sea. The sands of the sea. The world population, if you would look at it from a 35,000 feet airplane and look down upon all the people on the earth, it looks like water. It looks like the, the population looks like water. And he said he will come up out of humanity. The sea represents humanity. And so, What did I see? He said, I saw a beast, a beast rise up out of the sea, rise up out of humanity. That's where he's coming from, humanity. And he says he had seven heads and ten horns. What do they have? What do the seven heads represent? The seven heads represent seven world empires. Seven Now get this now, seven world empires that have persecuted Israel in the past with ten horns actually being the seven heads, the ten horns represent ten nations are yet future. This is what John saw 2,000 years ago. He saw this beast come up out of humanity with seven heads. And the seven heads represent the seven world empires that have gone and one is yet to come. Well Brother Bazar, could you name the seven world empires? Yes I can. The first two world empires with the Egyptian Empire, the Assyrian Empire. That was two empires. And it was originated and built by Satan. Satan is considered a beast. These world empires was the one that persecuted Israel from all the way from Egypt all the way down to the Roman Empire. Okay. The next empire was the Babylonian Empire. That's two. That's, close. that's two. That's two. That's, that's, that's Egypt. That's Assyrian Empire. The Babylonian Empire is three. That's three empires that them gone. They never will rise again. But that same spirit that was in the ancient Egypt's, ancient Assyrians, the ancient Babylon is rising up again today out of humanity. They're coming up out of humanity. You got the Babylonian Empire. That's three. The Median Persian Empire. That's four. That's three, four, five. That's five world empires. And you got the Grecian Empire. That's six. And then you got the Roman Empire. That's seven. You got seven empires that have gone come upon the earth, and they was a beastly kingdom. All of them was animalistic. All of them come from the heathenistic Gentile nations, all of them. All of them was originated by Lucifer. Lucifer is the one that orchestrated the Egyptian Empire, the Assyrian Empire, the Median Persian Empire, the Babylonian Empire, the Grecian Empire, and the Roman Empire. There's several world empires that have came and gone and they're still in existence, but they're behind the scenes. They come on. They're in a dark order, and they're working to humanity today. All right? It said, "Upon his horns, ten crowns. The horns, now being crowned, show that these ten nations have come to power, and will use that power to help the Antichrist and they will be located in the Middle East. The ter- now, listen to me: the ten world empires will be located in the Middle East, the Middle East, and in parts of the Europe and possibly North Africa, all being in the old Roman Empire territory. In other words, this, 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 this. This empires and these kings are going to come from the old form Roman, Grecian, Media, Persia, Babylon, Egypt, all will arise out of the middle of the European common. And up on his head, the name blaspheming. In other words, Satan controls these empires. Every world empire that ever was up on the planet is controlled by Satan. These empires will control the ten nations. Therefore, the name is blaspheming. In other words, they will blaspheme God's holiness. They will blaspheme the God of heaven. They will blaspheme everything that God is called. That's not called. They will call him dead. He's crazy, you know, lost his mind. He don't exist. He, he, they blaspheme God. They will hate God. Why? Because God is God all by himself, and God is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. And Satan cannot stand the righteousness and the holiness and the, the, the omnipotent power and the, the, uh, the power that God has. Satan can't stand God because Satan has always wanted to be like God. He wanted, to be, he wanted to rule like God. He wanted to have power like God, and he rebuked, tried to rebuke God from his throne and dethrone him in heaven, and God cast him out of heaven 6,000 years ago, and he's been on this earth for the last 6,000 years, and he's made hell out of hell out of it. We almost practically live in a hellish society right now because people are losing their minds over Luciferians and and losing their minds over money and losing their mind over sin and losing their mind over prosperity. They're losing their mind because they have sinned against the God of heaven. And these kingdoms, the kingdoms that have been gone in the past, they're coming up again because the last world empire is called in the modern day terminology, the new world order. A one-world government will be reformed by these demonic demons that rules the heavens, first and second heaven right now, and they're ruling Earth, and they're gonna to come to a point where this beast that I'm talking about in Revelation will have control of the whole world under the disguise of the Antichrist. Now listen to this. So the word blasphemy. Means to speak against, and the world today is against God. The society is against God. We got the false church. We got the false church that's speaking against God. The false church. You hear what I said? We got the political world speaking against God. We got the uh, 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 economical world that's speaking against God. We've got theologians and uh, men in high clerical office saying that God is dead. God is not going to do this. God's going to let us buy, God's going to uh, 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 make a way uh, 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 for us uh, uh, to come to heaven. Yeah, he done made a way, but the way that Christ done made, people don't want that way. So what they do, they'll make up their own way, and their own way is destruction and damnation. All religions that ever was formed is diabolical. Because Christianity, Lord have mercy, Christianity is not, I say Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ being born again, Accepting the Lord Savior Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on Calvary's cross, you fall before the cross on your knees and you repent of your sin with a broken heart, a contrite spirit, and ask the Lord Jesus Christ that you are sorry and tell him you're sorry for your sins and you're going to turn from your wicked backwards upside-down ways of thinking you are worshiping God, and you're not worshiping God. The only way you can worship God is you've got to fall on your knees before the cross and confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and the Bible said, thou shalt be saved by what? His blood! Nobody but the blood of Jesus can wash away your sin. Nobody but the blood of Jesus can cleanse your soul and your spirit. Nobody but the blood of Jesus can sanctify your soul. Nobody but the blood of Jesus can justify you. Nobody but the blood of Jesus can can can, can make you a new creature. Nobody but the blood of Jesus can fill you with the love of God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Nobody but the blood of Jesus can recognize that he died on Calvary's cross and dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder and gave up the ghost. Nobody but the blood of Jesus can give you power from on high that you can love one another because the Bible said if a man said he loved God and hate his brother, he's a liar and walks like a liar. He looks like a liar. He talks like a liar because you can't love God whom you've never seen, and you're looking at your brother right now. So if you ain't had a chain of being filled with God's love, you ain't been changed. If you still hating people talking about you like people and you don't like this person and you like that person, you ain't been born again. So if you're born again, you love everybody. You love those that hate you. You love those that talk about you. You love those of different races and creeds and colors and that's the background. You love everybody. Why? Because God is love. If you don't believe me, read John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. He didn't say, for God so loved the black man. Uh-uh. He didn't say, God for love the white man. God didn't say, I just love the Jew. He said, I love the whole world. And by me loving the whole world, God gave his own son. And when he sent his son, he sent the son down to die on the cross to die for the whole world <clears throat> so quit going around here talking about you Christian you and you say that you sanctified and you're you talking about folks, and you you don't like so-and-so because she don't look like you, or she don't walk like you. You don't love nobody because the love of God has no respect to person. You don't care who you are, what you are, where you're coming from, where you're going. Woo! You can be blind, crippled, or crazy. Jesus Christ loves that person, and he can save that person and bring him out of darkness into the marvelous light. Who do you think you are? Because God Almighty. He said, now, look at this beast. This beast is a structure of a world government. The 10 crowns represent 10 nations. Do you hear what I say? The 10 crowns in the book of Revelation 13 chapter represent the 10 crowns, the 10 horns, represent the 10 nations, and the crown show the authority they will have by being under the Antichrist, and the Antichrist is the one that's gonna be the, 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 the 11th horn, and we'll get to that later. <clears throat> Listen to what it says. And up on his head named blasphemy, speaking against God. Hate God. The world today is rebellion against God. Can't stand God's holiness. That's what the world is saying. I can't stand living holy. I can't stand the word sanctification, justification, edification. I can't stand that. Why? Because it deals with God's cleanliness, God's separation from sin. And God hates sin. He hates sin. He hates sin. He hates sin. But what he did, he became sin. In other words, he took your sins and my sins and your mama's sins and your daddy's sins and your, your, your uncles and your aunts and your brothers. He took their sins and became a sin offering for the whole world. And it was beaten beyond recognition. They stripped him down to the zero factor. They beat him like a man beaten. Ooh, my Lord, have mercy. Mm, 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 mm. They beat him. They disfigured him they spat on him, they kicked him, they ridiculed him, they embarrassed him. They had the audacity They to say, if you be so much of the son of God, why don't you come down off the cross? And if you come down off the cross, we'll believe you. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't because, whoo, we've been 2,000 years and Jesus Christ came down off the cross and was put in the grave and got up on the third day morning, and folks still don't believe that he's the son of God. So Jesus Christ, who had a better plan? He said, I'm going to stay up here. I'm going to stay up here. I'm going to hang for six long hours for me. He hung up there for me. If you don't want to claim that he hung up there for you, that's your problem. But he hung for me, and he died for me. And I was the one that put the stripes on If you want to blame somebody, a lot of people want to blame the Jew, they want to blame this, but if you want to blame somebody, blame me because I put it up there. I spat on him. I didn't want him at one time. I I denied him one time. But thank God Almighty, thank God Almighty, he saw fit to give me grace enough to live long enough to know that he can save my soul. And since then, I've been crying out to his name. And there's no other name that I can name that did what Jesus Christ done for me. Woo! And you're going to have to be changed, too. Brother Bazaar going to have to be changed. Every human being on this planet is going to have to be saved. Going to have to come to Jesus Christ. Going to have to be set free from your sins. And you're going to have to be made a child of God through his blood. And if you don't come through the blood, you are not going to be able to enter the heavens that I'm going to. I'm going to a place where it's always hurry. I'm going to a place where it's nothing but love, 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 love. And I'm not talking about this old carnal love. I'm not talking about this old lovely, lovely, lovely. And I, I'm, I'm talking about God's love, a Godly love, a love that will never fade, a love that will last forever, a love that will be in heaven. And one thing that's going to be in heaven that you've got to have here now, if you don't have the love of God in your heart right now, I'm talking about God's love. Now, I know what God's love is. God loves those. God loves beyond the grief. God loves the unlovely, but he wants to make the unlovely lovely. And if you're going around here and you thinking you're going to heaven and you cussing, lying, cheating, doing all this stuff and talking about, well, the Lord will forgive me. Yes, he forgive you, but he wants to forgive you and cleanse you. He wants to cleanse you from sin. He wants to stop your soul from sinning. And every day you live outside the ark of safety of the blood of Jesus Christ, your soul is sinning. You're sinning. That's why you're called a sinner. Your soul is sinning. If you're not saved, your soul is sinning. And sin is what God hates. That's why he died, not to destroy you. He died to save you from what? Hell, H-E-L-L, a lot of hell's on that. Hot, hot, everlasting. No relief. No no breaks. No coffee breaks. No donut breaks. You ain't got time to do nothing to hell but gash and gnash your teeth and be re- regretful. But why? Because you did not accept Jesus. But Lord, I went to church. I paid my tithe Oh, I wore long dresses. I didn't know. I, 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 I'm a good. No, you're not. Don't call nobody good. There's only one good. God is the only one that's good. Jesus Christ said, Don't call me good. There's none but one. My Father in heaven. He's the only good. So you can't go around here patting yourself on the back, thinking you Miss Rosie Rosie, or thinking you Mr. Macho Chuncho. Oh no, no, no. You are a sinner. If you have not accept Christ as your personal Savior and let the world know that you are a saved person. You're saved from sin. You don't have to go blurt it out. You don't have to try to prove nothing to nobody. Just live the life. Live the life. Live in love. Live in mercy. Live in goodness. Live, live in long-suffering. You shall know them by the fruits that they bear. And a lot of people talk about they bearing fruit and it's rotten apples, bananas, and everything. It's it's It's, it's rotten. It's rotten the way some church folks treat each other. Woo, it's rotten how people can get behind the pulpit and try to preach holiness and live like a dirt bag. You're living unclean. You're living with unclean lips. You got uh, you got an unclean attitude. You're talking all kind of old trash. You you got your mind on yourself. You got your mind on something else. But let me tell you, the mind that I'm talking about is have the mind of Jesus Christ. Put your affection on things that's above, not earthly. And more folks got this up on earthly things than heavenly things. Why? Because something is wrong up in there. Something is wrong up in there. You gotta sanctify yourself through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now this beast that I'm talking about, he got a beastly character, but he comes on a beautiful scene. He comes on a white horse. That's the Antichrist. He comes on a white horse. He rides in the sixth chapter of Revelation. He rides with a bow in his hand, and then it says a crown was given into him. A bow represents diplomacy. Diplomacy but he have no arrows. In other words, when he comes, he's coming on a peace platform. He's going to come talking peace. He's going to be talking real sweet. But underneath that, there's a beastly characteristic that's going to come out later on during the tribulation period. This beast has ten horns and has ten crowns and has seven heads. That's the setup. That's the setup that he's coming underneath the white horse. The white horse gives a fake picture of what he really is because you can't see the backside of the Antichrist until the middle of the tribulation period. So the world is going to be in obscurity when he comes. The world gonna be so messed up, they're gonna say, Who is going to straighten us out? Who is what leader? What what dictator? What democracy? What theocracy? What what who who is going to make the world a better place to live in when the world is getting worse every day? People are murdering every day. People are dying every day. People are drug addicts every day. People are homongering every day. Prostitution, porno, all this stuff is all up in our society, and it's killing folks. Church folks are messed up. Just going to church, as I've said before. It says, listen, Revelation now. I'm staying right there. blaspheming, speaking against Holiness. Whenever you speak against the holiness of God, you're in the place of blaspheming God. And we got a whole lot of them today, blaspheming God, licking their tongue at God, giving him the finger, telling him to take your cross, take your son, take your death, take your birth, take your resurrection, and you can go ahead and shove it. I don't want it. You're blaspheming God. God's giving you the best thing you could ever have in your life, and you're rejecting it. You're a blasphemer. There's other blasphemers, such as the Holy Ghost, when you give, when you say that Jesus cast out devils by the Prince of devil, and that devil was, and that prince of devil is the Holy Ghost, when you give uh, 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 the Holy Ghost as an unholy thing, and you defy or try to defy the Holy Ghost, that's blaspheming. And Jesus said, "It's not forgiven in this world, neither the world to come. So when you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, you will in dire trouble. You are giving what Jesus did, casting out devils. You're given by the Holy Ghost, and you're telling the, the world that he used the spirit of the Holy Ghost, which belongs to Satan. And Satan ain't got nothing to do with no Holy Ghost, but yet still you deframing the Holy Ghost by saying it's the spirit of Satan, and it's not the spirit of Satan. It's the spirit of God casting out devils. Woo! Listen to what it says. This, this this, is this Antichrist undisguised. In other words, we see what he's really like. Sixth chapter says what he looks on the outside. But on the inside, he's a beast. He has seven heads. He has ten crowns. And these ten crowns represent power over the human race, power over our society today. And he says in the second verse, he says, and the beast which I saw was like a leopard. Animalistic. Animalistic. The devil's an animal. And the leopard represents speed. A leopard is the fastest animal on land that can run 75, 70, 75 miles an hour. And in the book of Revelation, we see this leopard. It represents the speed that the Antichrist is going to have. He's going to do it quickly. He's going to do it deceitfully. He's going to do it uniquely. He's going to do it with a cunning way, and he's going to be real fast at it, which represents the leopard. A leopard can move across land at 70 miles an hour. And this Antichrist, Realistic, he's going to move across seven years of tribulation period like a leopard. And if you ever see a leopard trying to catch a gazelle, if that gazelle is a baby, like a baby gazelle that just got born, you know, I don't know, a couple months old, that leopard will most likely catch him, but a grown one he will have trouble with. And that leopard can catch that little small gazelle and eat him up. And during the tribulation period, the world's going to be caught off guard because this beast is like a leopard, and he's going to catch a lot people are off guard. A lot of church folks are going to be cut off guard. A lot of people in the world that have never come to the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and repenting of sin are going to be cut off guard because when they look at this man on the outer being, they're going to look at him and say, he is nice, but on the inside, they're going to be cut off guard because you're going to find out how can you be cut off guard. It says in the leopard, And his feet are like the feet of a bear. Why a bear? A bear is the most powerful and most vicious animal on two feet. They got claws at least three to four inches long. And one of the one of the most terrifying animal is a female bear. A female bear is a vicious animal that can stand up on his hind feet and it can run and outrun a man if he if, if he if he don't have a tree to climb up on. So this Antichrist would be like a bear. He would be vicious. He he will not care who you are, race, creed, color, background, education, whatever. He don't care. If you don't know Christ fighting this bear, fighting this evil spirit, which it represents an evil spirit, you don't have a chance. You don't have a chance to win. The only way you can defeat This monstrous animal is you have to know Christ as your personal Savior. And during the tribulation period, people who don't know Christ, never accept Christ, if they don't watch out, they're going to be swiped off the face of the earth by the claw of this bear, which is the Antichrist, because he's going to swoop down and put names and numbers on you. He's going to use AI. He's going to use all this modern technology to deceive you and wipe you off the face of the earth if you don't come to Christ. And you will not be able to go to no preacher. You won't be able to go down to the welfare office. You won't be able to go to the health office. You won't be able to go to the IRS. You ain't going to be able to go to nobody to get help because they ain't going to be helping. In fact, every, every organization organization on the face of the earth will be against you if you are going to make a stand for Jesus Christ. Woo! It seems like a bad characteristic of an ancient media and Persian empire, which is ferocious. And his mouth, as the mouth of a lion, a lion is the king of the jungle, portrays the finance gander of the plump Babylonian empire. And the dragon, now here's the dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan is the dragon. So Satan gives the Antichrist, a man, power, to rule the world through the seven heads, the ten horns, and the ten crowns, and the same will actually be in the man, in the antichrist, in the man of sin, in the man of perdition. He will actually incarnate himself in the man, and he will rule three powers of the earth: economically, the military the political, and the religious world. That's four. He will rule the world through what? All four of these entities. Now, listen to what it says. And Satan gave him his power and his seat and great authority. In other words, Satan will finally get to a place on this planet to rule the world. Where did he get that idea? Well, he got it from trying to rule heaven. Take over heaven. Isaiah the 14th chapter said, I will, I will, I will. He gave five I wills what he would do. And look where he at. He's, he's on his way to hell right now. He knows it. He knows it. And he's only If he got you in the clips of his hand and got you going to church, going to church, don't read your Bible, don't pray, don't don't ask the Lord daily, Amen. And seek the will of God and seek uh, uh, what you need to know. And you just believe, you're having fun and doing things and doing things and going places. That oh, you ain't got your mind on nothing but what. Try to enjoy life, and you can enjoy life only. On oh, listen, listen. You can only enjoy life with Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you can't enjoy no life. All that you do to try to get enjoyment, all that you do to try to get your kicks, all that you do to try to uh, soothe your pain and your hurt, it it ain't going to work. In the only way you can get through this, you've got to come to the lily of the valley. you got to come to the rose of shame. you got to come to the one that made you, mold you. And you got to come to the one that knows all things. you got to come to the one who slumbers and never sleeps. you got to come to the one that knows how to shepherd your life. And the world is saying, I shepherd my own. Listen is what it says now. This is what it says. Third verse says, and I saw one of his head as it were wounded to death. And the deadly wound was healed. And listen, this is what I'm trying to get to you. And listen what the Bible said. And all the world, I didn't say a little bit of the world a half of it. It said, and all the world wondered after the beast. How in the world you're going to wonder after the beast? And that thing is ugly as hell. And the devil the is ugly as hell. And if he would appear as a, a as a beast and an animal and a, a dragon, you would run. But here, the world is saying, and all the world wondered after the beast. They wondered after the beast because they don't know who it is. They don't know who it is until it's too late. When they see the white horse coming out of the sixth chapter of Revelation, they see a man on a white horse with a, and, a, and it says, and a crown was given into him, and he went forth to conquer, to conquer. So when he gets the power. To rule the world, he's going to try to conquer the whole world. And when he conquered the whole world, that means he got control of the financial problem. He got control of the political. He got control of the religious. He got control of the military. He will rule the world through that. And if you don't obey him and fall down and worship him and honor him and believe in him and trust in him and rely on him, the Bible says you will be killed if you reject the deception that Satan is going to bring down through this Antichrist. This Antichrist is a mere man. And this mere man, the world's going to give him power to rule the world, and they're going to give him because they think that this is Jesus Christ, and they're going to deliver him. And the world is saying now, the only way that I can get through this is I have to bow down to him. I'll bow down to him for anything. And the world is what? Bow down to sin. They're bound down to women. They're bound down to drugs. They're bound down to homosexuality. They're bound down to every low down nasty dirty sin that you can name, and they're worshiping Lucifer because that's what Lucifer wants. He wants you to worship him, and the only way you can worship Lucifer is that you got to do his sin bidding. And if you sin for the devil, the devil said, "I'll be your friend. I'll be with you. I'll give you this. And I'll do this." But after he gets through with you, he will guarantee you, make sure that you will die without Jesus Christ and go to hell with him because there's a hell for him and there's a hell for those that reject the mercy and the goodness and the forgiveness and the sacrifice and the shed blood and the nails in his hand and the whips on his back. 39 strikes, and they disfigured his face. They put a crown of thorn on his head, and they called him everything but the Son of God. But Jesus Christ told them, forgive them, Father. Don't, don't destroy them. Don't destroy them. Forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And the world today don't know what they're doing when they reject Jesus Christ. You don't know what you're doing. You think you are right. You think you're doing. truth, the devil think you're doing the right thing if you reject Jesus Christ. Man, you don't need that dude. You don't need that savior. You don't need that. Oh my God, you don't. You, they don't call Jesus everything but the Son of God. You don't need that clown walking around healing folks and casting out devils. You don't need that man. You don't need that that quiet, peaceable, loving life. You need to get out there and party, baby. Part it down, get with it, do your thing, hip hop. Go do your twerking. Go do your crazy dances. Go do your drinking. Go do your drug addict, filling your body with all kind of drugs and stuff and dying and knowing you're going to hell. Ah, oh, people have got so bad now that I don't care. But I do go to hell. My friends going to be there, but you ain't going to have no friends in hell. You don't have nobody in hell. You don't have nobody but demons and devils and Nephilim and wicked spirits tormenting you for the rest of your long, eternal death. Separation from God Almighty. Never, 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 never be able to have peace. No more. No more. And you would say, I went to church. I shook the preacher's hand. I paid my tithe and offering. I gave to the poor. Yes, you did. But at the judgment, during the end of the tribulation period, the Lord is going to bring the sheep and the goat before him, the judgment of all the nations. And the nations will say, Lord, we cast out devils. We spoke in tongues. We danced, Lord. We played music for four and five hours. We spoke in all kinds of languages, Lord. We done wonderful work. We did miracles. We cast out devils. Yes, we did all that, Lord. And the Lord gonna look at us and say, "Wait a minute. I know what you done, but I never knew you. I never met you. You never was introduced to me. You never came to the cross." You never bowed your head. You never repented of your sins. You had the form of godliness, but you didn't have no power. And the power is only in the Holy Ghost. Ooh, 13th chapter of Revelation. That's the devil spit open. And Revelation 13th chapter split the devil wide open. They showed exactly what he is. He's a beast. And it shows you what he is on the outside. Sixth chapter of Revelation. The white horse, look, a beautiful white horse. Oh, ain't that horse beautiful? And, he, and the Bible says, and a crown was given unto him. But he had to do something in order to get that crown. And we're going to find out later on what did he do. All right? It says here, and what? And it says, and all the world wandered after the beast. This refers to the part of the world. He has conquered. But with the entirety of the world definitely paying with homage with him now sees the exclusive superhuman ability. And look what they did. This is what they do. And they worship the dragon. If they worship the dragon, who are they worshiping? They're worshiping the devil, which is the beast in the man, which gave power into the beast. He gave power to the Antichrist, the Son of Perdition, the wicked one. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make who is able to make war with him? Antichrist. This beast. Who is able to overthrow him? Who's over to conquer him? Who's over to tell him to sit down somewhere? He, who's able to put a chain on him and lock him up? Who's able? Who's I'm trying to figure out? Who's able? Who's able to do that? No preacher, no. No deacon, no. No evangelist, no. No apostle, no. Nobody is able to do this. His wicked entity, this wicked man, that's filled with the raw devil. And you notice. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. You notice it says back there in the third verse. It says, "And his deadly wound was healed." In other words, break this down. So, seven-year tribulation is divided into two parts: the first three and one-half years, and the latter three and one-half years. Three and one-half years, which equals seven years, and in the middle of that seven-year period. There's going to be a, a rebellion and a casting out in heaven. There'll be a casting out. Satan will be cast out of first and second heaven. I said Satan will be cast out of first and second heaven. The Antichrist will get hit get hit with a deadly wound to the head. That represent in the Bible of an assassination. Of the Antichrist So the Antichrist will be killed He will be shot In the middle of the tribulation period And when he is shot There's going to be a war In the 12th chapter of Revelation Where the devil and his angels Will have to be cast out of heaven In other words In the clouds And in the zodiac that's what Satan rules now. He's the prince, power of the air. He rules above your head. He rules in the galaxies. He rules in up there where Mars and Pluto and uh, the quasars are. He ruling up there. He 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 he's making his plans up there. He's doing everything up there. Why? Because he always wanted to be high. He always wanted to be the the Mister It. But let me tell you, he got to come down. And in the twelfth chapter, let's get that twelfth chapter. Let me give you some. Some insight on that verse there. It says, let's go to the 7th verse of the 12th chapter of Revelation. And it says, and there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels. Uh, This is yet to come. This is future. This is during the tribulation period. And prevail not. Satan didn't prevail. He's kind of prevailing now. But there's a time coming when he would, will not prevail. Neither was there found, neither was that place found anymore in heaven. He will no longer have access in the first and second heaven. He tried to take access of the third heaven. That's where God sits. That's where God thrones at. And he had the nerve and the gall and a, and and I, I could say something else, but I'm gonna keep it good. I'm going He had the the, the 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 nerve the nerve of him. I'm gonna dethrone God Almighty. He's gonna take this creator, the one that spoke him into existence and gave him a beautiful position, gave him the most beautiful angels that ever existed, and call him the anointed one. Call him the anointed cherubim and covered him with every precious stone and put inside him all kind of pipes and music instruments and gave him gorgeous wings that he could spread against uh, uh, over the throne of God and protect God's throne while God is absent from the throne and gave him a musical uh, position to direct all the angels in choir to give praises to God. Oh, that was his job. And he looked in the mirror of reflection and saw his beauty. And that beauty lifted him up to a pride that he seemed like he could not turn down. He thought he was so handsome and so debonair and macho, mucho angels of all the other angels that he had the nerve to come up before the throne of God and had the nerve to talk to them. The angels in heaven, and he drew out one-third of heavenly hosts. One-third. I don't know how many one-third is. It could be billions of angels. And he got one-third of God's heavenly angels. And God has never, he ain't created no angels after that. When he created them, there ain't none. So he said, I am going to dethrone you, Elohim. Come on down off the throne. Your time is up. It's my turn now. I'm going to rule you, and I'm going to rule your kingdom. And I'm going to take over the heavens and earth, and I'm going to rule it. I'm going to be the big wheel. And God looked at him, and I know the Lord had a laugh within himself. Well, you clown, don't you know who I am? Satan knew who he was, but he said, "Uh, my beauty got you, brother. I don't know how God looked. I don't know. I never seen him. But i tell you one thing, he's beauty in his holiness, but I don't know what he looked like in his facial expression. I don't know. But whatever he looked like, Satan said, Satan said look, God, I'm more beautiful than you. So God must be looking awesome, awesome. If he can breathe fire out of his nose, you hear what I say? If God can breathe fire out of his nose, if God can take his breath, and blow on the earth and it'll freeze. Woo! If God can tear down and rip up things like no man can, no, no, no God can do like God, and yet God is so merciful. Hey, so merciful. And Satan didn't have that. Satan couldn't handle that. So he got one third of the angels and came before God Almighty. And told God, come on down. Your time is up. God said, I ain't coming nowhere. Get your host. Get your clan. And I'm going to boot you right down on earth. That's the only place God could be. And I'm going to let you become the prince, power of the air. I'm going to let you rule for 6,000 years. I'm going to let you help man make his decision on who he's going to serve. And it seemed like man said, I'll serve the devil. I'm gonna serve the devil. Give me the devil. And guess what, man? You talking about the devil could dance. He had some steps. He had some moves, and he had the music, and all that that God gave him for His glory, God, to Lucifer out, and Lucifer brought that music with him, and he corrupted, and now we got corrupt music, we got corrupt dancing. We got everything is corrupt by Satan. And the only way he could get that into the system is because of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve said, we got to try this. God told Eve, don't eat it, don't eat it, don't eat it, don't eat it. The day you eat it, you're going to die. He told Adam, don't eat it, don't touch it. The day you eat or touch, you're going to die. And they disobeyed. When they disobeyed, Satan stepped in and said, now I'm going to damn the whole creation. And he's been trying it for 6,000 years, and he has failed. But now, in the book of Revelation, we see Satan coming to a head. He's coming to his end. He's getting ready to come on down here on this earth. And he's coming down in UFOs. He's coming down as entities. He's coming down as shape-shifting. He's coming down as nephilim. He's here. He's here on the earth. He's moving. He's manipulating. He's deceiving. He's he's tricking those that don't understand what it means to have real salvation. If you don't have real salvation, I guarantee you, he will deceive you. Jesus Christ said he is a liar and the father of lies. He spurns evil. He spurns evil. He makes up evil. And God said, now is the time for you to be cast out of heaven. When he's cast out of heaven, he becomes earthbound. And an Antichrist will have been assassinated. When he is assassinated, he will lay in the morgue dead for three days and three nights Coming up, 2024 is here, and every day, every minute, every month, every second, we're getting closer and closer to the rapture. And the devil cannot come to this earth until the middle part of the tribulation period. The Antichrist will lay in the morgue for three days and three nights, and the world will witness the greatest assassination that ever was done upon the planet other than the assassination of President Fitzgerald Kennedy in 1963. They put a bullet through his head and people thought he was gonna come back from the dead, but he didn't. No man has ever come back from the dead on his own. But what Jesus done, God's son God's son said, I got power to lay down my life, and I got power to take it up again. He was willing enough not to be assassinated. He was willing enough to say, I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to sacrifice my life. I'm going to shed my blood for your life. I'm going to go down in the grave and preach to those in prison and come up on the third day man, for you. Y'all ain't taking my life. I'm going to lay it down, and I'm going to power to pick it up. I received this of my father, and he did just what he did, and he did it in power and great glory, and now he's sitting on the right-hand side of authority, and he's coming back again. But before he come back, Satan got to be put out of heaven, the first and second heaven. When that Antichrist lies in the what? He lies in the morgue for three days and three nights, and on the third day. Satan, Satan, this is what I'm saying. This is realistic. This, this ain't no wishy-washy gospel. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Satan's going to have his last opportunity to try to rule the world. And he's going to do it for a period of time. But when Lucifer is cast out of heaven and all his horde angels, wicked, demonic, demon, devil, nothing, all of them, Every last drop will be cast out of heaven and Lucifer himself, Beelzebub, will go inside. Listen, he will go inside of Antichrist's dead body and he will incarnate himself and Satan will raise him up from the dead after three days and three nights and the whole round world. The whole round world, the whole round world will witness the greatest fake phony resurrection that the devil can do of all time, and it will marvel the world. And Revelation says, and the, all the world wondered after the beast, and they worshiped the dragon, and which gave power to the beast, and they worshiped. The beast saying, who is like unto the beast who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blaspheming. This man, this Antichrist will come up cussing God out. Cussing God out? You talking about cussing? This sucker is trying to proclaim the name of Jehovah. He is going to try to blaspheme Jehovah. He is going to tell the Lord to take a flying lead. I'm still going to get you. I'm still going to set up my throne. Uh, and, and, and the devil knows it ain't going to be in heaven. It's going to be here on this earth. I'm going to set up my throne down here. And then after I set up my throne down, here, I'm coming up there. And the devil and the, and the Lord God Almighty said, "You a wondering lie. You are a lie as the truth, and you ain't going nowhere because from." The three and one half years at the end of the tribulation period, I'm going to do something that I have been looking for to do for 6,000 years. I'm going to lock you up in a bottomless pit at the end of the tribulation period. I'm going to put you and your demons and your your cohorts and your satires and your deformed demonic spirits that I'm going to lock you all up for 1,000 years. And I'm going to rule the earth. During the millennium reign. Let's go back. This is Antichrist. Where is he now? I don't gave you the picture of where he's going to take control of. This Antichrist. Let me tell you where he's coming from. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, how about New York City? No. All right. How about the United States? Is the Antichrist coming from the United States? No. No, 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 no. How about Argentina? Brazil? No. How about Russia? No. China? No. Wow. South America? No. Mexico? No. Wow. Where is he coming from? What 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 part of the well he's coming in the western part? of the European nations. That's where he's coming from. And since he's coming from that part, I got to find out what Daniel spoke of, of ten toes, ten horns, ten crowns, and ten kings. The ten kings represent kingdoms. The ten horns represent power. The ten toes represent last days. And since the ten toes represent last days, we are living in the last days. So the ten toes now are in existence right now. They're at the last, last, last of the last days, the end time, the time in which the Antichrist will arise. Daniel saw ten, ten, ten horns, ten kings, ten crowns, and ten toes. And they start forming, listen to me, they start forming in 1948. 1948, the 10 European markets was in form. They, they're getting ready to be formed. Now, my time allows me to name you the 10 toads and the 10 crowns and the 10 kings distinctly these ten horns came into existence now these are the ten horns in 1948 1948 Netherlands came in Britain came in Ireland came in France France came in Portugal came in Denmark came in listen to me now Germany came in Belgium came in. Luxembourg came in. Italy came in. And the last one was Greece came in. Those are the ten horns that were forming from 1948 to 1986. All ten of these are called NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. North Atlantic Treaty Organization. They are in form right now, and they are looking for a leader. They want a leader. They want somebody to lead them. These are the ten toes, ten crowns, ten kings that was mentioned in Revelation 13. So if all ten of those in position now, Daniel switched from toes, from kings, to horns. Why did he switch from the ten toes, ten crowns, and ten kings? He switched from that because Daniel said, after I saw the horns, this is found in the seventh chapter of Daniel. Read your Bible. Seventh chapter of Daniel. That Daniel said, wait a minute, I see ten horns. I see what? I see ten toes, kings, and crowns, but now I see ten horns. After I see the ten horns, he said, I saw another little horn. Wait a minute. I saw another horn come up amongst the other ten horns. In other words, these ten kingdoms that existed now, after a period of time, by 1986, 1986, this horn arrived. And when it arrived, it was one of the least nations that came up amongst the other ten horns. This is Bible. I I, I would like to get into the scripture, but if I get into the scripture, I won't try to get explanatory. The ten horns, Horns represent the 10 European common markets. And I saw another little horn come up, and guess what? Guess what? It said it had eyes and spoke great things against the most high. Now, this eye shows intelligence. This eye shows it's a man. It's a human being. And out of this nation will come this little horn. And this horn was the least of all the nations. But when it come up, it's going to come up kind of weak. It's going to come up kind of kind of frail. But it's going to receive strength by building up and building up to a point where it would produce a strong horn. This horn had eyes and spoke great things against the Most High. And the Bible tells me it would come from the Western Europe. The Antichrist come from the West and Jesus Christ come from the east. But what country, of all the countries in western and eastern Europe, what country came up amongst the other ten horns? Y'all ready for this? Now listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. The horn that came up amongst the other ten horns, was a country called Spain. Spain is the 11th horn. The 11th horn is Spain. Spain came into the European common market in 1986. In 1986, there was a man called Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos. And Juan Carlos was put in office in Spain in 1975. He was put in office by Generalissimo Franco, which was a dictator in Spain, and he gave Juan Carlos the throne to be the king of Spain. And he had to be the king of Spain before he could enter into the 10 European Common Markets as being the head of the nation. And in 1986, Juan Carlos became the King of Spain. And he had been the King of Spain for 10 years, and he entered into the European Common Market as being the 11th horn. Woo! The horn now is in position. And Juan Carlos was the king of Spain from 1975 to 2014. Listen to me. This is Bible prophecy. This is what the Bible said would happen in the last days. This is getting ready to happen right now. And Juan Carlos 2014 was at the age of 80 some years old and he was getting too old and by him getting too old, he had to handle and give the throne to nobody else but, guess who? Lord, have mercy. Look at this. He had to give it to his son. He had to give the throne to his son Because there was a lot of disruptions in his rulership, and he was getting old, and he couldn't get around, so he gave the throne to his son. And his son is named King Felipe. King Felipe is a cool dude. You ought to see him on Internet. You ought to see him on YouTube. You ought to see what he looked like. He's got a family, he's married, he's got two daughters, and he's been the king of Spain uh, since 2014 until his present day. And now Jerusalem and the Jews has always took Spain as their co worker together because the Jews believe that Juan Carlos was their Messiah. They believe that. They Juan Carlos came to uh, Jerusalem when he was king, and the Pope and the Jewish Sanhedrin court anointed him as being the king of Jerusalem. The Jews did this. They said that Juan Carlos would be their Messiah, but he grew old. But King Juan Carlos had a son, and his son now was born in 1968. From 1968 to 2024, that put him at the age of 55 to 56 years old. Four positions and four militaries, got all kinds of degrees, can speak 10 foreign languages. And number two, he's a Catholic, which means universal meaning world domination, meaning that he is the Antichrist, alive, moving, waiting. Nobody can destroy him. Nobody can kill him. Nobody can pick him out. But the word of God has already picked him out, and he is waiting for an incident that's going to happen pretty soon, and that is the war that's going on in Jerusalem right now. The war that's going on in Jerusalem now won't come to a head until 12 months from now, 12 months from now. After the Jews go through their Holocaust, as far as fighting off the Palestinians and the Assad and Hezbollah and Hamas, they have to fight them for the next 12 months. There's going to be all kind of war going on. And the world is going into a, there ain't going to be no peace nowhere. The world is going to go into a dire devastation, confusion, chaos. And war is going to break out. And it broke out October the 7th, 2023. And it won't stop until October twenty-four. Why? Because the Jews are in serious trouble as far as keeping the, alienation away from them because the devil knows, the devil knows, listen, you don't know, but the devil knows his time is short. The devil knows that if he can destroy the Jew, if he can get rid of Jerusalem, if he can annihilate the population of Jerusalem, he can try to prevent Jesus coming back. Because the Lord told me and told me in my word, and I read it, he said, I cannot come back until my people is in the land because I'm going to deal with them in the last days. I'm going to bring them back into the fold because they were cut off and They were cut off at the cross. Now I'm going to rejuvenate them. I'm going to fill them with the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to use them in the period of the tribulation period because the church age, I say the church age, is almost over. The church age is almost over. Jesus Christ is getting ready to, to do what? Rapture the church. But before he can rapture the church, Israel must face Abala, he's got to face Assad, he's got to face Hamas, he's got to face Yemen, he's got to face Russia. This is what israel got to face yet, because October the 7th is ignited and started and going to end up with World War Three. World War Three is, whoo, it ain't far away because when the world see what's going on in the world today they are going to open some are going to open their eyes and see that whenever you mess with a Jew without God's permission because God gave the Egyptian permission he gave the Assyrian permission he gave the Babylonian permission he gave Media Persian permission he gave the Grecian Empire permission, he gave the Roman Empire to chastise them. But although they was chastised by these governments, these governments failed because they didn't treat the Jews right. And by them mistreating the Jews, these nations are crumbling every day. And the nations, the to world today is, is trying to tell uh, uh, the, the former nations, don't mess with the Jews. Bless them. Pray for them. Witness to them. Support them. Pray for them. Worship, worship God of Israel. Because God said, when you touch Israel, you touch the apple of mine eye. You touch it with my prize. You touch it with my prize joy. Because I took Abraham, the only man on the planet that I chose to walk by faith. And by his faith in me, I'm going to use him to bring forth the greatest nation on the planet, and that's the nation of Israel. Although they have had so much trouble because they rejected the Messiah, they had trouble in the Old Testament before Jesus came and, 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 and obeying and living a holy life and, and doing what God has called them to do. They failed and came back. They failed and came back. They failed and came back. And God said, I will never leave my people. I will never forsake my people. i <laughs> with the Jewish race forever because I'm going to use, use the Jewish race to bring in the Gentiles. Without the Jewish race of being on the planet, there wouldn't be no incoming or influx of the Gentiles. And it would by the rejection of Jesus Christ by the Jews. The Lord said, I'm gonna go to the Gentiles and cut the Jews off. If I cut the Jews off, I'm gonna bless the Gentiles. And that's where we get our blessing, through the Jewish people, because they are the ones that wrote the Holy Bible. They are the ones that brought the Messiah into the world. Those are the ones that never lost their faith in Jesus Christ. The Lord said, I'm gonna use a remnant in the last days to preach the gospel. I'm gonna use the Jews. To preach the gospels in the last days. I'm going to use hundred and forty-four thousand during the time of the tribulation period. But the Jews can't preach the gospel of the kingdom until what? Until the rapture. And, and, and Satan is saying, if I can get, get rid of the Jews and smote them off the face of the earth and wipe them off the face of the earth, and you'll find that in the 83rd division of Psalm or 8 shop. Wrote a prophecy of the conclusion that the uh, that the gentile nation wanted to do to the Jews, and he said, "Let's wipe them off the face of the earth that they that we would not remember 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 them no more." Uh uh-uh. uh uh uh. You messing with the wrong group of people, and that's why you got so so much anti-Semitism today against the Jewish people. Why? Because the devil said, "I can't stand those Jews." You know what they done to me? They brought the Messiah in. In Bethlehem of Judea, the Messiah was born. in the born, Virgin Mary, brought forth a son. And you know what they're going to call it? The son of God. God in the flesh. The rose of Sharon. Lily of the valley. Brought in morning star. They're going to call him Mr. Wonderful. They're going to call him the almighty God. They're going to call him the rose of shining and the Lily. They're going to call him the emancipator. They're going to call him the redeemer. They're going to call him the sacrifices of all sacrifices. They're going to call him the God of gods and the Lord of lords. And Satan said, if he come down here, I'm going to wipe him off. I'm going to kill him. He didn't have to know, the sense to know that when he killed Jesus, woo, he should have kept his knives and, 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 and hatred in his pocket because when he killed Jesus in the flesh, but you couldn't kill him in the spirit, guess what? He got up on the third day morning with what? All power in heaven and earth in his hand. He's coming back to get a church. And when he come back, He's coming back to set up the difference between righteousness and unrighteousness. He's going to make the difference of the liar and the prostitute. He's going to make the difference of the fake Christian and the true Christian. If you're a true Christian, live it, love it, live it, love it, express it. But if you're a liar, the Bible says any man that say he know God and love God and hate his brother is a liar. So if you walking around here talking about you love God and you hate your brother, you don't love everybody, you're a liar and the truth is ain't in you. How can you love God whom you never see and you see your brother every day? How does the love of God in you when you up your vows of compassion and don't want to help nobody? Won't you know when Jesus Christ comes, the church would have to be raptured up before he comes back to this earth. Because there's a seven-year period called the tribulation period, called the seventh week of Daniel, spoken by Daniel the prophet, when Daniel said before Jesus Christ comes back, the Antichrist got to have a temple to get in, to live in, to sit in. And the Jews now are getting ready to rebuild the temple. Oh, yes, they are. Don't let nobody fool you. There's a temple going to be built in Jerusalem very soon. There's the five red helpers that God is letting the Jews receive. And there's the priesthood getting ready to build the temple. And when they build this temple, they're going to have the Antichrist right there ready to sign a covenant with them and tell them they got a right to rebuild the temple and make mm, all the sacrifices and offerings because the Jews don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and they believe that Judaism is still in motion. But Judaism is done away with. No longer we have to have a calf or a donkey, or, or, I mean as a goat or sheep or two to turtle doves, to offer sacrifice to sin because Jesus, Jesus Christ came down 2,000 years ago, and what he did, nobody else did. That's why I'm going to serve him. Mm-hmm. Until the day I die, I'm gonna serve Him. Yes, I am, because there's nobody else to serve. I'm gonna serve Him until the moon can't shine no more. I'm gonna serve Him till the stars fall from heaven. I'm gonna serve Him to eternity because He's God all by Himself. And what He done for you, and what He done for me. This Antichrist that I'm talking about. He comes from amongst the ten horns, the ten toes, the restored Roman Empire. That's where he comes from. And the restored Roman Empire comes from Western Europe. And Spain is in Western Europe. And Spain is the 11th horn. And Spain is the only horn that had eyes and spoke great things against the most high. And the only man that's in Spain now, that's the king of Spain, that has eyes and spoke great things is King Felipe, King Felipe stands at six foot six. Ooh, he's been the king of Spain since 2014. And now he's standing and cracking the door open just a little bit, just a little bit. And you can see one of his eyes coming out. Amen. When he come out, he's going to be coming out after the rapture of the church, after this war is done with for the last for the next 12 months, war is going to be in Jerusalem. And at the conclusion of it, Russia is going to be the last nation that will try to attempt to overtake Jerusalem. And it's not going to work because Putin now is looking for a position with the alien, with the, uh, the Confederation, with the five other nations to come in. But first, these nations that surround them, which is about eight nations around them, are going to try to get rid of Jerusalem. And guess who's going to lose? Huh! the Gentiles are going to lose because God is going to fight for his people forever. And after that is over, there won't be one, there won't after, listen, after the rapture of the church, there ain't going to be no nation on this planet. That's going to be powerful enough to protect Israel. No nation, not even America. Because when the rapture occur. It's going to weaken America, economical, political, and military. It's going to weaken every nation up on the planet. Russia, won't, Russia will feel the rapture, but not as much as America because we're supposed to be, huh? We're supposed to be so-called a Christian nation, but we're going to become worse than heathens. We we, we we fight, we kill, we murder, we have racial problems, we, we, we do all kind of wicked sex organs, we do all kind of mess around the world, and America leads the nation in crime. Got more prisons than I mean, Carter got liver pills. We do dirty work. We are hypocritical. And God is not pleased with it because he has blessed us so much. And one of the reasons that Americans be blessed is because they have supported Israel. But if you, if America want to stand, woo, the one thing they better they better repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And they better support Israel because if they don't, we're going down the tube. This Antichrist, I'm going to tell you right now, and if you, if you want to look on the YouTube and find out about it, he comes from the Ten Kings and restored Roman Empire. His authority would have similar to the ancient Babylonians, the Persians, and the Greeks, and Daniel, and the Assyrian Empire, and the Egyptian Empire. They would have that kind of power of ruthless, of getting rid of the Jews and getting rid of Christians, and it would be called the New World Order. And all the presidents just about, listen to me what I'm saying, presidents of the United States, most of them, believe in the new world order. They believe that the world will come under a new order, under one ruler, and the ruler, they don't even know where he's at, but i tell you where he at. He's in Spain, and he's waiting for the time to come to fulfill, because when he comes, he's coming in obscurity. In other words, well... <clears throat> The world will come like a cesspool. It's almost there. And when it comes like a cesspool, the Antichrist is going to arrive. But it can't arrive until after the church is raptured up. When God removes the church, America will become a third-rate nation. It will become dirty, filled with drugs and porno and child pornography and wife swapping and homosexuality. It will become so poisoned that the Lord tells the saints that's left here on earth, that becomes Christians after the rapture. of the church come out from among them and be ye separated, unto the Lord. You ain't got no business. You ain't got no business. you a child of God up in some kind of bitch or down at the party. You ain't got no business but on your knees to call on the name of the Lord to keep you from getting entangled with the worldly affairs and all this mess that's going on. In Antichrist, he would subdue three kings, Daniel 7 and 8. He is different from all other kings. This king will be different from all other kings of the world. He will rise from obscurity, a little horn. That little horn that will rise from obscurity is found in Daniel 7 and 8. He will speak boastfully. He will be a bad boy. He will blaspheme God. He will tell God to take a flying leap, and he's the one who's going to take a flying leap. He will be so bad that no human being and no entity can stand against him. Only one man, only one King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He will blaspheme God, Daniel seven twenty five, slander his name. And in his dwelling place, and departed Christians in the Old Testament. He was slammed to heaven. He was slammed to heaven after the rapture of the church. The devil going to cast out, going to blaspheme those that's in heaven, the church, because he hates the church. And Jesus said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. I don't care what you say, Satan. You ain't got no, you ain't got no jurisdiction over me. I'm, he, God is saying, I'm God. And besides me, there is nobody else. He will oppress the saints and be successful for three and one-half years. He will kill the saints during the last part of the three and one-half years of the tribulation period. The tribulation period, like I said, will last seven years. And he will kill the saints and persecute Israel for three and one and half years. He will try to change the calendar, perhaps to define a new era related to himself. In other words, he's going to try to change all the rules and regulations of organized government. He will run the government. He will run the political government. He will run the religious government. He will run the financial government. He will run the military government. He will rule for the last three or one and a half years. So he's going to try to change all the laws, all of God's law. Try to change the Bible. Try to eliminate the Bible. Try to take scriptures out of the Bible. Try to add scriptures to the Bible. He's trying to change everything. That God is already established. He will not succeed by another earthly ruler, but by Christ. Oh, hallelujah! This is the last draw for the devil. This is the last draw for old Belzebub. This is the last draw for the great red dragon, the old serpent, the devil. This is his last draw. Nobody will precede him but Jesus Christ. After Satan falls and be. Dethroned, Satan will be defeated by Jesus Christ. And who wins? Jesus Christ wins a million to nothing. Because Satan ain't going to have nothing but to deal with torment. And anybody that goes against the Son of God, anybody, I don't care who you are, Goes against the holiness of God and his shed blood are going to spend eternity in hell itself for rejecting the only true way to salvation, Jesus Christ. You're not going to make it. Preacher, you're not going to make it. I don't care who you are. Illuminati, I don't care who you are. Secret societies, I don't care who you are. Masonry, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. You are not going to be victorious without Jesus Christ, period. He will confirm a covenant with many, the Jewish people. He's going to make a covenant with the Jewish people after the rapture of the church. After the rapture of the church, he will make a seven-year pact with the Jews, can't make it until the church is gone. The body of Christ will have to be excommunicated in the twinkling of an eye, the dead of Christ. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. You talk about awesome. Two will be in bed, one will be taking the other left. Two will be in the field, one will be taking the other left. Whoa, don't know where you're going to be. But wherever you be, you ought to know who Christ is. If you don't know who Christ is, when the rapture occurs, you're going to be left here standing in your footprint, and you're going to cry out, oh, the rapture has occurred. Can't find my mama. Can't find my daddy. Where's my preacher? Whoa, so I'm going to be left here. Some are going to look at them and say, I thought I was saved. No, you ain't saved. You, didn't get, you mean I didn't get saved? You mean all the crying I did and all the church going I did, all the Bible reading I did? You mean I, I ain't saying? No, you ain't saying. You ain't been washed in the blood of the lamb. You got a form of God, but you ain't got no power. No, no. You don't love everybody. If you go to heaven and you don't love everybody, when you get to heaven, you will going to be doing that same old mess you doing here. And God said, I ain't taking it no more. I done took it for 6,000 years. And God knows he's been merciful. He's been kind. He's been long-suffering. He's been so good to me. Ooh, I shout when I woo. I shout in my sleep. He's been so good to me. I can't hold my peace. He's been so good to me. And I'm gonna praise his name. I'm gonna preach his word. I'm gonna hold up the blood stained banner. I'm moving on. Say, this this coming will likely involve the establishment of a Jewish temple. There you go. Establish the Jewish temple because Lucifer knows if the Jews build a temple and God lives in temple. In the Old Testament, God lived in temple. He lived in the holies of holies. In the temple in Jerusalem, he lived in the temple with the Ark of the Covenant. But now, since Christ died, the only temple that God is concerned about now is your temple. Is he living in you through Jesus Christ? If he's not living in you, your temple is corrupt. The only way that he can live in you, come on down to the Calvary's mountain. Come on down at the foot of the cross and bow your heads and ask the Lord to save my soul. And when he come in, he's coming into your temple, which is your body. While the Jews are building a literary temple, God is interested in the physical temple, which is spiritual in you. When this Antichrist sees the temple and the Jews are going to consider him as being Jesus Christ, they're going to sign the temple. They're going to sign this covenant. And for the first three and one half years, listen to me now, the first three and one half years, they're going to be a semi-peace. There's going to be a little peace. but there's going to be suddenly destruction. When they say peace, peace, and safety, the Bible says then suddenly destruction came. When they what? When they what? When they get that temple sign and get ready to build that temple, the Bible tells me sudden destruction. Where's the destruction coming from? The destruction is coming from the second horse in the book of Revelation. The second horse is a red horse, a red horse, and he had a great sword in his hand. Well, let me tell you what that second horse represents. It represents war, and war has been on the planet ever since the 14th chapter of Genesis. War has been on this earth. I'm talking about war, so much blood, you could, so much blood you, could, ooh, you can feel the ocean. So much blood has been shed by war than any other devastating weaponry that man can make. Millions of people, innocent people, people who were in war, people, civilians, have lost their lives, when you lose your life, your blood leaves your body. And this war that's coming up in the sixth chapter of what? Revelation, a great sword in his hand, represent World War III. And who's going to bring World War III over after we have 12 months of war from the Middle East, from the Gentile nation? And you know what happened to the Gentile nation when they messed with the Jews? Go on, ask Goliath. Go ask Goliath. Ask ask those ancient kingdoms that messed with the Jews. Ask what happened. They were destroyed. Because don't you touch God's apple of his eye. The Antichrist is going to what? Get that temple ready so he can sit in it. And Apostle Paul said, when he comes in the temple, he's going to sit in the temple like he's God, saying that he's God. And do miracles in the temple, and cause fire to come down out of heaven. He's gonna predict things to come, and folks gonna think he's actually Jesus Christ. When it will be the devil himself incarnated, but he cannot be incarnated until the middle of the tribulation, because if he was if he if he was interjected in him at the beginning, he would try to tear up. But he's gonna deceive the Jewish people, and God is gonna open up their eyes. And after the glorious church of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ lead this earth, the glorious church. I ain't talking about my church. I ain't talking about the Baptist church, the Presbyterian church. I'm not talking about the Pentecostal church. I'm not talking about the church of now. I'm not talking about the, the new church. I'm talking about the church that Jesus purchased with his own blood. Remove his body. The Lord said, all right, Israel, get ready. I'm going to give you seven years, These seven years I owe you, because I owe you seven years. I only dealt with you 483 years, and I owe you seven years, and when I get ready to give it to you, you are going to do this in the seventh chapter of Revelation. The church is gone. The seventh chapter of Revelation, the church is gone. God said, I'm going to send out four angels and told them to hold back the wind. Don't bring nothing up on earth until I seal. 144,000 Jews, 12,000 from each tribe, they're going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. They're going to preach Jesus Christ died and rose again, and he's coming back to do what? He's coming back to set up his millennial kingdom, and guess what? The Bible tells me they're going to preach for 1,260 days, which equals three and one half years, which equals 42 months, and they're going to preach, and they're going to preach day and night. They're going to preach January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, three and one half years, and when they get through preaching, it's going to be internet, it's going to be ABC, NBC, it's going to be every network on the planet, it's going to be every internet, it's going to be TikTok, oh, Lord, have mercy, and the world is going to hear 144,000 Jews preach out of Jerusalem, just like they did on the day of Pentecost, 120 was in the upper room, but here we got 144,000, 144,000 going to preach, and when they preach, it's going to be noticeable. It's going to be a awakening, and they're going to tell the world that this Christ that we have rejected for 2,000 years, he's the true Messiah, not the one that's going to be in the temple. That's the false Antichrist. They're going to preach against him. And when they get through preaching, at the end of the three and one and a half years, there's going to be a lot of Gentile nations that accept Jesus Christ during that three and one-half years. Woo, hallelujah. It was a number that no man could number, as many as the sands of the sea. These are called the tribulation saints. The tribulation saints are the saints that got saved after the rapture. Oh, come on, you know there's a rapture. The devil turns to fright night when he hears the rapture because he knows he ain't going nowhere. And if you ain't saved, you know you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Until you come to Christ. And when they get through preaching, a number will come out of the Gentile nation that no man can number. And in the middle of the tribulation, that's when the devil puts the hammer down. But what's going to happen? Russia is going to make a last effort. Putin, they're trying to assassinate him now. They're trying to get rid of it. You can't get rid of what God already said is going to happen. Russia's going to get a great army, an army that America can't cover, China can't cover, nobody can cover. They're going to come down on the mountain of Israel and try to overthrow Jerusalem and ramsack Jerusalem just like they did on October the 7th. But my God, and God said, "Nope, that's enough. Stump his feet and the earth shake like jello. Talk to the waters; they jumped up out the water. Nope. You ain't going to touch my people. I'm going to cause hell and fire to rain out of heaven, and I'm going to shake. Now, here's here's another thing going on. God's going to shake the whole world, and everybody's going to feel it. Every human being gonna feel the shaking that God's gonna do in the Middle East when they try to make this attack upon Jerusalem. And they are gonna notice it because the Lord said in the 38th and 39th chapter of Ezekiel, I'm gonna sanctify myself for good now. I'm gonna shake all that bad talk y'all been talking about. I'm gonna do my thing now. And man, men are gonna kill themselves. Men are gonna kill each other. And that World War III will conclude that no nation can defeat Israel, and God is going to save his people, Israel, out of Jacob's trouble. Ooh, I ain't through yet. I got to come back next week. And I want to let you know out there, come on back. Call your friends up and tell them, I didn't know that. I didn't know that the Antichrist is getting ready to come out of Spain. Because Spain is a relative to Israel. Spain come from Esau. Esau was Jacob's brother. These are two brothers that came out of the same womb. And Esau had a hold of Jacob's heel. And Esau sold his birthright to Jacob. Israel took it. Jacob took it. And Jacob's mother deceived Isaac, to give the blessings to Jacob. And so Esau had a alt against Jacob, and that's been going down through generations. And now Spain brought the inquisition on. Spain killed Jews, and there's Hispanic Jews. There are Jews that married Spanish people. And this this caused a influx of genealogy and DNA to mix in, and in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah speaks of a time of Jacob's trouble. So there's a repeat of Jacob and Es and Jacob and Esau in the Old Testament comes over to the nations of the world, becomes an Esau, and Israel becomes a Jacob. to try to get rid of Israel and God said no I'm going to protect Israel and send them down to Petra and when I send them down to Petra I'm going to protect Israel that at the end I will have a remnant and this remnant will recognize who Jesus Christ is hallelujah praise God this is Elder Bazaar coming to you from what Warren Ohio I love you all out there. I just love you to death. I hope you continue to listen. Amen. Because I got the good news from the word of God. I'm not preaching on my own. The Lord has given me all that I know. The Lord has given it to me through his word. I'm not trying to jive you. I'm not trying to shuck and jive you. I'm telling you the truth. Jesus Christ is the only way that you can escape this present evil generation. Come to Jesus today. Apostle Paul said this. If you just confess with your mouth and ask God, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm an old, wretched sinner. I'm a low-down, dirty crook. I'm trying to jive you. I, I'm, I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of lying. I'm tired of fornication. I'm tired of sex organs. I'm tired, I'm tired of drugs. I'm, I'm just tired. I'm, I want you to turn me around, and I'm sorry for what I've done against a holy, righteous God. I know you love me because you died for me. And if you died for me, come on in. And repent of your sins and confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus Christ came back from the grave to give you eternal life. For without the shedding of blood, there is no...